Hungry? Domino's has you covered. Grab a large four-topping pizza for only $11.99 at Domino's.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. Order our delicious side dishes like pasta and chicken wings. Plus, make sure to try our marble cookie brownie for dessert. Check out all the great deals at Domino's.ca. Ben gets a snap, throws it. Oh, wide open touchdown. Juju Smith-Schuster was all by himself, alone in the desert. And the Steelers tack on to this big lead. Prescott is looking to throw, has all kinds of time now. Throws it over the end. It's intercepted. Near side 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Seahawks. Garoppolo shotgun, third down. Takes the snap, pulls the ball down. Garoppolo's going to drag it out to the left. Now fires in the end zone. It's caught for a touchdown. The sidearm swing takes the snap. Buffalo with an extra rusher. Throw back shoulder left for Gronkowski. Oh. Makes a twisting one-handed catch with his right hand inside the pylon. Touchdown, Patriots. Oh, superhuman. With your inside look at everything football, it's TSN Four Downs with Andy McNamara. Brought to you by Domino's. Wow, the end of the regular season. Already, week 17, folks. Welcome to TSN 4 Downs. I'm Andy McNamara. You're listening on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton. You can get us on iTunes, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio app, the TSN 1050.ca show page if you miss any of it. Or I'll also tweet out the links at TSN 4 Downs at AndyMC81 on Twitter. Great show for you today. We're going to be chatting with Chiefs reporter from the Kansas City Star, Blair Kirkhoff, to go over Pat Mahomes. This debut this week, the first round pick, the Chiefs traded up to go get him from the Buffalo Bills in the first round. Now he's going to get the start in a game that doesn't mean much to the Chiefs. So they're going to try try the young buck out. And what does that mean to the future of Alex Smith? And also, we'll go over the AFC playoff pitcher, all with Blair Kirkhoff. Then with Andrew Garda from Pro Football Weekly and FootballGuys.com. Kind of a look back on the year of fantasy football. Maybe your league final is this week. It probably was last week, but there's lots to go over still for DraftKings and, and daily play. So we'll go over with Andrew Garda. And we want to hear from you on this as well. Who is your fantasy football hero for 2017, and what was your fantasy moment of shame? What was your moment of shame from 2017? Yeah. Shame. Oh, we shame. all had him. Shame. We all had it. We all had a moment of shame this year, at least one, in fantasy football. So we'll go over that with Andrew Garda and swing around. Uh, also, hey, questions about your dynasty or keeper leagues, you can tweet us at TSN4Downs at AndyMC81. But want to hear from you guys on your hero and fantasy football moment of shame. We'll get to my DraftKings sleeper picks. And the last week, too. Scrizzy, producer Mike Skrizniak, our last week for the DraftKings Dominoes contest at DraftFree.com. Now, the show's going to go all through the playoffs, right through the Super Bowl. But for our DraftKings contest, it's the last week for you to win a Domino's grand prize and cash at DraftFree.com. I was so, don't so to close last week. Andy. You were so close. If I didn't take Cam Newton... I probably oh, would want pizza. I think I, I think I took Cam as well. He didn't have a great game. We thought he'd be due. We thought he was due. How you doing, buddy? You have a good Christmas? Oh, yeah. Fantastic, bud. You? Excellent. Oh, yeah. Kids. Kitty spoiled? They were spoiled. Uh, my daughter's uh, into Lego a lot, so I'm stepping on a lot of Lego pieces, Ooh. which are unpleasant. You got to get some, uh, some slippers for the house, Yeah, yeah I, need, I need old dad slippers. Did, I you get any, uh, did daddy get any bourbon for Christmas? Oh, yeah. I got my Blanton's original single barrel. They, wow, sounds intense. Oh, okay, <laughs> it's it's the one. So you it, know you're Scott. <laughs> in in some movies, 
Like, you'll see the most evil of villains. It's a globe-shaped one with a pewter horse on top. And that's, like, what the the, the biggest bad guys drink. Yep. It's all delicious. Need, all you need is, like, a cat on your lap. Yeah. Just, to <laughs> just petting. Just petting <laughs> it. Yeah. And by the way, folks, we're delivered by Domino's, so make sure you check out Domino's.ca. The medium feast pizza. You're looking for something to eat New Year's Eve? How about that leading up to it? Domino's.ca. It's for just ten ninety nine. Check out all the deals there at Domino's.ca. Scriz, uh, we'll get into the, the coach's hot seat. There's a ton to get to. The Week 17 games playoff scenario is still to be decided. But for you, sir... And we'll read out a couple of tweets in a moment. But what is your, who's your fantasy football hero and fantasy football moment of shame from 2017? Again, you can tweet at TSN4Downs at AndyMCD1. Who's your hero? My hero, because I, I have two keeper leagues with my two sets of buddies. Okay. And I have Todd Gurley in both of those. Oh, so well I, kept, I kept him from last year in one, and I traded for him in the offseason in another one. So I think that is definitely my hero moment. I won one of my leagues, and I lost in the semis in the other. But Todd Gurley, obviously, he's a hero. I should be donated to his charity. I don't know if you saw that on Twitter. Yeah, that, that's awesome. I love Todd Gurley. He's like, there, I won your fantasy league. Leave me alone. Yeah, leave me alone. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Um, but then, to the charity, that's awesome. Yeah, like I know. Like, I saw two or three people. Chris Milo, the former kicker, the guy's in the CFL. Yeah. He donated to he Todd really? Gurley, and he got a retweet from him. So, yeah, kind of a cool moment there. Nice. I uh, had Todd Gurley in one of my leagues that I didn't win, so I'm not giving anything. Because he didn't... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't win that league. I, I won know. I won one of the TSN 1050 radio leagues, but See, I didn't have Todd Gurley on my roster. And that goes to my shame moment, because Uh-oh. in the one TSN league, I traded Drew Brees the same day that Deshaun Watson tore his ACL. Oh, no. Yeah. So really? Just, just the bad luck there. That I ended up having to play like Jacoby Brissett and Eli Manning all year oh, just because. Then you were just no scrambling, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, can, we, can we take that back? No. Yeah, there's, uh, and that's the thing. If you trade away or lose or get the wrong injury, you end up scrambling the rest of the year, right? And in that league, I also drafted OBJ at five. Oh. Yeah, e. it just it just wasn't. A, I drafted Joe Mixon, who didn't do anything for the first like ten weeks. You know what's tough though? Like you can't you can't really blame yourself on injuries unless you're getting a guy who is a, a prone to be injured all the time. But he had that ankle injury in the, in preseason. the preseason. Actually, yeah, that's so that might be. I a thought bad like okay, maybe he'll be out for a week or two. And then he breaks his leg. His first came wah, back, and wah. I don't have him at all. Yeah, exactly. We got uh, from uh, our buddy Matthew Cause here at mcause 56 He tweets in. He said, did our fantasy draft in August. I drafted David Johnson and Andrew Luck. Fantasy football is stupid, but listen to Andy MC81. He's smart. Well, thanks, Matty. Oh, thanks, Matty. Bitter. Bitter. Yeah. David Johnson and Andrew Luck. Now, David Johnson, how can you blame anybody from doing that? Andrew Luck, uh, you might have wanted to do a little bit more research. Yeah, I feel like all the QBs that kind of went high this year, like, well, obviously Rodgers got hurt. Yeah, Brady, Brady didn't light it up like he should. Like you probably would have expected him to. Drew Brees, fascinating because it wasn't any fault of his own, but that running game, Absolutely. he was he was capped at eighteen to nineteen fantasy points all year. Mm-hmm. That was the yeah. problem. Where usually you'd expect Drew Brees, he has to throw for four hundred yards for his team to win. And then you probably took a guy like either Jameis Winston or Marcus Mariota, yep. Derek Carr, high. Derek Carr. Absolutely, all those guys did. flopped. Alex Smith <laughs> was a stud, and you probably could have got him in the, as a twentieth quarterback drafted. He was like he was. It was the tale of two seasons for him. He was great at the start. Bad middle, strong finish. That, but that's the Kansas City Chiefs season. Yeah, it really Kareem is. Kareem Hunt was the same thing. It really is. Carson yeah. Wentz. 
probably mm-hmm. he might have got drafted in sure. their league or probably, late. Probably picked him up, Deshaun Watson. So, Boy. yeah, if you took a QB high this year, you're probably disappointed. My hero moment for my fantasy football league was picking up Kareem Hunt off of waivers. And just think, folks, just think, you are one non-injury away from Spencer Ware to never having Kareem Hunt. Just imagine. Just a tweet. And the way he just went gangbusters out of the gate. Now he tailed off a bit in the middle, but then really picked it up. Like, what a a, a fine. Oh, boy. uh, That's my hero moment. And Scriz, my moment of shame. Yeah. Shame. Mm Mm-hmm. Shame. So much shame. Shame. So much shame. So our auction league here at TSN, I picked, it was the end. It was the, the very end. My last pick, I had $1 left. And I said, ah, I'll pick up, I'll go Rex Burkhead. I hate the Patriots backfield. I'll pick Rex. Two weeks in, he did nothing. I'm like, screw you, Rex Burkhead. Bye. Dropped him. Uh-oh. Dropped him. And for a couple weeks, it was okay. And then all of a sudden, uh-oh. Go up, 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 and then I look back, and well, he was long gone on the waiver wire. That's my moment of shame, giving up much too soon on Rex Burkhead. Not believing in your gut, Andy. No, nope. that's your shame moment. Yep, it's totally my shame moment. Sean Lavery, our, a fine producer of TSN Hockey Analytics, uh, said his hero moment was drafting Adam Thielen late, but not so much getting him. He said the hero part was the fact that my friend said that's a great pick before ever, anyone even knew he would have the season that he did. Now that's in Sean's group. I'll tell you this. That, that was one of my preseason sleepers because of the way Thielen finished. However, nobody could have predicted the year the Vikings would have with their third-string quarterback, Case Keenum. Outrageous. Absolutely not. Still outrageous that we saw that. I can't believe it. Okay, Chris, you know what? Week 17, interesting week because there's a lot of people sitting. Let's, uh, let's do some game picks, shall we? Get to the big three. The big three. And, Chris, I'm going to start. And it is the only time I want to talk about it because I'm pretty sure we, my, my Browns will go 0-16. But this is I have I feel as an NFL host I have to bring up that they could go to history. The Browns into Pittsburgh taking on the Steelers. Steelers are six point favorites. They are sitting Big Ben Roethlisberger. Antonio Brown won't play. Neither will Le'Veon Bell. Landry Jones is in, who is a horrific quarterback, but actually in part helped beat the Browns last year in the final game. Uh, Squares, in your opinion, do the Browns have any way of avoiding infamy at Heinz Field? Um, if there's an earthquake. Ooh, a natural disaster. I would take it. Uh, I don't know if Pittsburgh's on any fault lines. Maybe like a like a blackout. Hmm. All the lights go off in the stadium. <laughs> no one can see. I'm going to have to drive down. <laughs> Big pliers. <laughs> um, I actually, if Cleveland, if players on Cleveland have any pride... You'd hope. You would hope against Landry Jones and Stephen Ridley. He's terrible. And whoever else the Steelers put out there. Well, watch for a big week from like, who's their bet? James Conner, I think it is. He got hurt. That's why they have Stephen Ridley. Oh, they signed Ridley. him a couple weeks right. ago. So Rid- Ridley's going to go for 100. Probably. Oh, God. TJ Watt might have five sacks. TJ like Watt. Man, what a beast, TJ Watt. You have like the family just. The, the gene pool isn't fair. You have J.J. Watt, T.J. Watt, and how about in the Cotton Bowl last night, uh, Nick, uh, uh, Joey Bosa's brother, Nick Bosa. That guy is a animal, and he's got one more year of college football. He's gonna, he might be better than Joey, they're saying. Yeah, and Joey, that, that and wasn't a great a game for Sam Darnold, by the way. 
Have, Boy. have fun in Cleveland, pal. Oh, quick uh, se- you, you know what? Yeah, that's. We'll, we'll get into that maybe in the in the final segment. But Browns are going to one sixteen. I hate to tell you this. I think you're right, Skriz. It hurts me. I'm I'm hoping against hope that they pull it off, but. It doesn't look Funny good. how it comes full circle because week one when Cleveland mm-hmm. hit Pittsburgh, they actually looked decent. I was at that game. They didn't game. look like they sucked. No, I was at that game. It's like, all right, and then we are full circle. So, Uh-oh. okay, I'll take the Steelers as well. I desperately hope that I'm wrong, uh, but we'll see. Now, the other interesting one, and we'll talk more with Blair Kirkhoff in a few minutes about this, Chiefs at Broncos, the debut of Pat Mahomes. Now, I'm thinking this is it's unpredictable. There's no pro tape on him outside of preseason. Uh, I'm going to say Broncos. I think Pat Mahomes has a pedestrian day. Doesn't look good. Doesn't look bad. Just okay. They try to lean on the run game. They're sending a lot of starters too. But I'll go Broncos and that they cover the four-point spread. Um, the Broncos are in a weird situation because Vance Joseph, he might be playing for his job this week. Yep. Like, I know he was handpicked by Elway to succeed Gary Kubiak. And it's only one year. And he hasn't really had a quarterback to help run his offense. But... I think winning this week against a rookie QB will go a long way for Vance Joseph, especially in the eyes of John Elway. Mm-hmm. The defense the defense is pretty good in Denver, obviously. How can they confuse this rookie QB? I don't know, man. This guy, he's got a big arm. He's yeah. got weapons. I don't know how many players they're actually going to play, though, because they already have the fourth seed pretty locked up. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? Yeah. I'm going to have to go with Denver. You're going to go with Denver. Denver. Now, our other of the big three, and I was was tossing between the Carolina-Atlanta game or the Seahawks-Cardinals, because right now the Seahawks are looking in. It's in Seattle. Cardinals are, they're not good. This is going to be interesting to watch, to see if the Seahawks can pull it out, and then what happens in Atlanta-Carolina. So let's do Seahawks-Cardinals. Seahawks favored by nine. Uh, I'll take that. I'll take the Seahawks by nine over a Cardinals team. Might be Bruce Arians... Swan song. He, yeah, he might be retiring after yeah, this game. So 66. The, if he tells the boys before that, you don't think Larry Fitzgerald's going to oh, rally the troops one up more to time? Have one more time for Arians? You're going to go Cardinals? On the road? In a must win? Uh, right? nine, po- nine points is just a lot. It is. A, it, it is. And the way the Seahawks, they, they're not the dominant team. Like, yeah, sure, no. they beat Dallas last week. They're banged up. But yeah, they're banged up. Fitzgerald is still, he's having a great fantasy season, too, if you look yeah. at his numbers. Sure. Still putting up 100 yards a game. I just think nine points is a little too much. I'm going to take the Cardinals. Take the Cardinals there. Okay, we are going to take the break. On the other side, I'll chat with Blair Kirkhoff. Spoke with him a little bit earlier today. Chiefs reporter from the Kansas City Star. Go over the AFC playoff pitcher, Pat Mahomes, starting in the future of Alex Smith. A lot more coming up. TSN 4 Downs. Second down. Goal to go at the one. And off. Kareem Hunt wide open left side. Touchdown, Kansas City. And the offensive line takes Santa Slay right into the end zone. Welcome back to TSN Four Downs. I'm Andy McNamara. We are delivered by Domino's. Go to Domino's.ca and order any style of medium feast pizza for just $10.99. Get the side dishes, the pasta, marble cookie brownie, whatever you want. Great for New Year's. Coming up, right? Go to Domino's.ca. Domino's.ca. You can follow us on Twitter at AndyMC81 at TSN4Downs. Get us on iTunes, SoundCloud. We'll tweet out the link there also, and you're listening on TSN1050. Vote in our poll as well. What is your fantasy football hero moment and moment of shame for 2017 at TSN4Downs at AndyMC81? Let's get right into this. Blair Kirkhoff, Chiefs reporter from the Kansas City Star. I spoke with him a little bit earlier today about Pat Mahomes' debut, the AFC playoff pitcher, and all things Kansas City. 
Blair, the big story around the Kansas City Chiefs, of course, is Patrick Mahomes is starting at quarterback. The first-round pick, they traded up with Buffalo to go get their future QB. What should we be expecting out of Pat Mahomes all season long? What have you been hearing out of practice, and, and where do you feel he's at? Well, I've heard good things uh, about him at practice. Chiefs practices, like most of the NFL, they're closed. Mm-hmm. So you don't, you don't see him work out. But you do talk to teammates, and you talk to coaches, and, and you hear nothing but good things. Now, media and fans haven't had a chance to get places the preseason, and uh, in catching his games then, we were all left with a, um, a sense of, wow, the future's in good hands for, for the Chiefs. So now we're going to now we're going to get a regular season glimpse of it, and, uh, and and not only a regular season glimpse, but an opponent in the Denver Broncos that has one of the best defenses in the NFL. We'll we'll see how motivated the Broncos are, a five and ten team. But I think it's a really good test for Mahomes to go against Vaughn Miller and Akeem Tlaib and guys like that, assuming that they're going to play in this meaningless game. Uh, but but yeah, this Kansas City is. Um, is really excited for a game that they might not otherwise would be. I mean, to have Patrick Mahomes in this game is, um, you know, is going to be, uh, it's going to drive the T, at least the local market TV rating up for this one. So, Blair, you tweeted out at Blair Kirkhoff on Twitter that uh, Chiefs reported on that Tyreek Hill will be out for Sunday's game. How does missing a weapon like Hill hurt Pat Mahomes in this one? Well, it, it 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 will it will for sure um, for for a, for whoever's playing quarterback yeah. for the Chiefs that Tyreek Hill is he's been that good um, he's been terrific really uh, and and one of the great deep threats now in, in the NFL he had a death in the family his grandfather passed away so he's attending services at, at, at his home in Georgia this weekend and was given and given the pass by the Chiefs and to be honest with you. With, with the playoff game looming for the Chiefs, I'm not sure how much Hill would have played anyway if he had been in Kansas City. I think a lot of starters are going to sit this one out. The Chiefs found themselves in this position five years ago. They they went into their regular season finale having clinched a playoff spot. It was Andy Reid's first year as the Chiefs coach. And 11 guys made their NFL starting debuts in that game. And, uh, and a lot of starters sat, including Alex Smith. Chase Daniel was the quarterback that game. So I think we're going to see a lot of that on Sunday, um, which you know isn't great for Mahomes. You'd, you'd want to see him with a first-team offense and um, with all of his weapons available: Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Kareem Hunt, the running back. I'm not sure. We, we know we're not going to see Hill, and I'm not sure to what extent Travis Kelsey or Kareem Hunt will play for the Chiefs. But um, I think most of the offensive line will play. That'll help Mahomes. And uh, and look, he's been working with scout team guys anyway this sure. season. He'll be throwing to players that he's been throwing to throughout the year. It's just going to be you know, in the Chiefs' offense and not in the opponent's offense, as, as it would have been as a scout teamer. Well, that's what I always find fascinating when you have a backup quarterback come in because the choice for targets usually differs. Because as you said, they're playing with either backup, scout team, whatever. So the, the, the usual suspects for who they would go to aren't necessarily the prime target. So it might actually be more of a comfort level for Mahomes if he has the guys he's been working with as backups in that game. Yeah, that has to be taken into account. Uh, you know, guys, that, they're not frontline guys. Guys you might not have heard of, like DeMarcus Robinson, uh, DeAnthony Thomas. These are um, you know, either third choices or second team guys for the Chiefs that 
that Patrick Mahomes is very familiar with. He, he, those are the numbers he's trying to hit in practice and not the number 10 of Tyree Hill or the 87 of, of Travis Kelsey. Uh, that will, I, I think that will provide a comfort in the huddle and on the field for, for Patrick Mahomes on, on Sunday. I mean, there's no doubt that you're, you, the Chiefs are better off with their, their starters on the field. Uh, those Kelsey and, and Hill have been, and, and Hunt, all three of those guys have been extremely productive this year. And, um, and, and Alex Smith has taken full advantage of those, of those weapons. And, and it would have, you know, it would have benefited, uh, Mahomes to have them. But failing that, uh, it's not, it's not the worst scenario for him to be able to throw to, uh, to guys that he's familiar with. In conversation with Blair Kirkhoff, reporter for the Kansas City Star. Uh, Blair, now we've heard some, I don't know if I even want to call it rumors, but the, the what if, and I don't buy into it personally, but I'll throw it at you. What if Pat Mahomes goes out, balls out, and I'm hearing stuff like, well, Rob Johnson, Doug Flutie from the Bills in 99, could he start the playoff game over Alex Smith? That's nonsense, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, yes. Okay. Uh, in a word, <laughs> it is. But but that will not stop the conversation in this in this town and, and throughout the for sort of the NFL um, world on on Monday if that Sunday night even if that happens yeah uh, but here's the thing Alex Smith has had the best season of his career he's played he will have played in 15 games and he's you know right now going into the this, the week 16 games leads the NFL in passer rating career high in yards. And, uh, and touchdowns with 26. Uh, there is absolutely nothing Patrick Mahomes can bring except maybe a little bit of a stronger arm to a playoff game that Alex Smith can't. And, and, and it, I just think it would be um, uh, just, just a, a, a tragic decision on, on the part of the coaching staff to, to tinker with what really has worked for just about uh, every week this season for the Chiefs. But you, you have to, you know, you do have to allow for the possibility of that topic if against the, the, the best, you know, second rated, but I think best defense in the NFL, uh, the Denver Broncos, if Mahomes has a big game. I don't expect that to happen. I think Mahomes will have a, a productive game. I don't know if it'll, if we're looking at his stat sheet at the end and seeing 300 yards and three touchdowns. Right. And I think more like, uh, high 100, you know, 180 and, uh, you know, a pick, uh, you know, maybe a couple scores. And I don't know. The Chiefs aren't favored because of the, the, the scenario. But I, I think the Chiefs would love to see Mahomes um, make good decisions. I, I think more than the arm. They've seen the arm strength. They've seen all the things that the fans and the media want to see. But now they want to see Patrick Mahomes make the decisions that, uh, you know, that, that, he, that he's going to have to make as the starter, the, the regular, whatever that's going to be. Now, Blair, one of the interesting storylines going into the offseason, of course, there looks to be potentially a lot of quarterback movement, free agent-wise, possible trades, whatever, around the league. Pat Mahomes sitting right there, right? You don't take a number one pick to, to sit him for too long. And as you said, Alex Smith coming off of a tremendous year stats-wise. Do you see them moving on from Alex Smith, anything short of getting to the Super Bowl? Is it, could this be the end despite the year that he had? Yeah, that's a, that's a conversation that's, uh, that we've been having in Kansas City for a while and uh, throughout the year. What, what, what would it take to bring Alex Smith back? He's got one year left on his contract, but it's a, you know, he's a $17 million hit uh, for, the, for the Chiefs. 
there's a lot of good they can do with that money to improve the roster, especially on the defensive side. And, you know, and Mahomes is on a rookie contract. He's three million. There's a $14 million difference in quarterback between Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes, money that can be well spent in other areas to help shore up the, you know, the Chiefs. And so I think that I really do think anything less than an AFC championship game appearance, which would require the Chiefs winning at either Pittsburgh or New England, which is something that, uh, you know, not many teams get to, get to do in the playoffs or have done in the playoffs with Roethlisberger and Brady at quarterback. I think anything short of that, um, the, the sentiment and the lean by the Chiefs would be to move on from Alex Smith and hand it over to Patrick Mahomes for, for 2018. But I think if the Chiefs get to the AFC title game and, you know, and Roethlisberger and Brady and the, the guys that have just rolled the AFC over the years, they're, they're another year older. And Alex Smith will be, too. He'll be 34 next year, but he's had his most productive season at age 33. I can see a case for keeping Alex Smith through the, through the length of his contract and giving Patrick Mahomes one more year of apprentice under, under Alex Smith and in the system and, uh, and turning him loose in 2019. But, uh, uh, but that, that puts a lot of pressure on Smith to win a couple of playoff games for an organization that doesn't win a lot of playoff games. Right. They, you know, the, the, the Chiefs have, since winning the Super Bowl for the 1969 season, the Chiefs have won exactly four playoff games, only two of those at Arrowhead Stadium. In, in almost 50 years. So um, the history's not on the Chiefs' side when postseason begins. No, well, th- that being said, last one for you here, Blair. What is the best wild card matchup for them? Right now, if the playoffs are today, would play the Ravens. That defense is stifling, and the offense, which has been lackluster for most of the year, is coming on strong with Joe Flacco. Do you like the Chiefs' chances versus the Ravens? Is there another team you'd prefer as far as a matchup goes? Well, for the Chiefs, it's one of three. It's the Ravens, the Bills, or the Titans. Uh, those are the possibilities. And two of those three, and Chargers would, would be, they can get to the six, but they can't get to the five seed, and the Chiefs are locked into playing the five. Um, I think that it seems like the, the fan base is kind of resigned to the Ravens. That's the highest percentage play of an opponent, and that, will be a, that would absolutely be a tough matchup for for Kansas City, um, a good running game, this stout defense, and um, kind of Steelers-like an approach. And the Chiefs have had no success against the Steelers and their approach in the last few years. So that's the one I think that makes the Chiefs fans most nervous. The Bills have already come into Kansas City and won this season, so at least the Chiefs would have some little uh, revenge mind uh, mindedness going into that game. The Titans came into Kansas City and won a year ago with Marcus Mariota. Um, so. You know, maybe maybe it's the Ravens just because they, there is a little muscle memory of success against the Ravens. Hmm. Each went there a couple of years ago and beat Baltimore. Different circumstances, but uh, um, I, I look. I think the Chiefs are actually going to be okay in their wild card round game at Arrowhead. No matter who they're they're playing, they're going to hear all week next week just how unsuccessful this franchise has been in the playoffs. I think that'll work in the Chiefs' favor. And um, and and the, the Chiefs have been playing well themselves the last month, uh, so we'll we'll see where that goes. But to me, I think the Chiefs are a divisional round team, and that's about as far as they go. Blair, it will be fascinating to follow through this final week and into the playoffs. Thank you so much for taking the time. Great to talk to you. Take care. That was Blair Kirkhoff, Chiefs reporter for the Kansas City Star. We'll take the break. Come back, chat with Andrew Garda from Pro Football Weekly and FootballGuys.com to get his fantasy football hero and moment of shame from 2017 and a lot more. Coming up, TSN 4 Downs.
Gurley in the backfield. Here comes the blitz. Shotgun snap. Swing pass. Left side. Gurley on the screen. 20. Got a block. 25. Into space. 40. And he's Todd going. Gurley hits the Jets midfield. He's going. Todd Gurley. 20. 10. Gurley for MVP. Touchdown LA. What a comeback year for Todd Gurley. My goodness. And the LA Rams. Wow. Welcome to TSN 4 Downs. I'm Andy McNamara. You're listening on TSN 1050 Toronto. TSN 1150 Hamilton across the TSN radio network. You can get us on iTunes, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio app, tsn1050.ca show page, or we'll tweet out the link on Twitter at TSN4Downs at AndyMC81. And folks, we are delivered by Domino's. Go to Domino's.ca today. Get yourself a medium feast pizza, any style, for just ten ninety nine. Want a little bit more? Have a large four topping, eleven ninety nine. Check out all the deals: side dishes, marbled cookie brownie for dessert. Domino's ca. All right, let's talk a little fantasy football as we wrap up twenty seventeen. A look back, maybe it's your league final this week. It probably was last week, but in case it is, or you're playing some daily DraftKings, got some advice for you. Andrew Garda, friend of show from Pro Football Weekly and FootballGuys.com. Andrew, how's it going, man? You know, it'd be going a lot better if my USC Trojans hadn't gone and uh, and wet themselves on national TV last night. But I'll get over it. It's okay. <laughs> it's been that kind of season. If it makes you feel better, I was wearing my Ohio State Buckeyes uh, hoodie during that game last night. So, well, there you go. Uh, that I, was I, the difference. That was that was why it worked. <laughs> That's why it worked. Now. I'm I'm twofold in that, Andrew, because I wanted the Buckeyes to win, but I wanted Sam Darnold to play well because he could be the Browns' first overall pick. Yeah, uh, what what were your takeaways from Darnold? And, and I thought at, at first he looked real good, and it looks like somebody who probably could benefit from another year in school. Yeah, I felt that way about Darnold most of the season. I, I love I, I love a lot of what he does, yeah. and I love a lot of his game. But it felt like this year, I mean, it felt like he took a big step back. And I know, especially early in the season, a lot of their offensive line players were hurt. So he, you know, he had some issues in terms of pressure and stuff. But I just really felt like, I, you know, I agree with you. I think you hit you hit the nail right on the head. I think Darnold should go back for another year. I mean, he's a redshirt sophomore, so he's very young. Mm-hmm. I don't think, you know, I don't think it'll hurt him. Um, you know, it. The only way it could hurt him is that when you look at USC quarterbacks outside of Carson Palmer, I mean, they don't exactly have the best reputation in the NFL. And, you know, I remember, you know, every time somebody starts talking about going back to school, especially a USC guy, everybody talks about Matt Leinart and the fact that the reason he went back is because he was enjoying himself too much. (laughs) And, you know, and that could be something that could halt Darnold a little bit, but you know what, ultimately, at the end of the day, if he goes back and he has a very good season, even if he doesn't go number one overall, I know everybody's going to be like, oh, he's leaving millions on the table. But even if he goes later in the draft when he does come out, he could end up with a better career because he is more well-prepared. And I really feel like Darnold, I think he has the ability. I think he has NFL talent. I think he really would benefit from one more year at USC. And I'm not just saying that because I'm hoping that they actually play well next year. Yeah, right. Well, also, what about Matt Barkley, right? The year before he might have come out, he would have been a high first-round pick, stayed in school, and, well, it hasn't really worked out for him. That's, that's yeah, the other side but, of it. I mean, the, interest, the interesting thing about Barkley, though, is you look at it. I, I thought he should have come out, but the the thing is, is that last year showed all of his limitations. Mm-hmm. And you, know, you look at Barkley and the way that, they schemed around him, and I'll never forget, uh, I think they were playing 
Syracuse out here in New Jersey at MetLife. I took my older son there, and we're watching him play. And, you know, my son, who who's now, you know, 16, junior in high school, at the time, I want to say he was like 13. And we're watching it, and his the first thing he says, <laughs> Barkley can't throw more than five yards, can he? Because all they were doing was screen pass, screen pass, screen pass. So that is the danger that, you know, we start seeing all of the things that Darnold can't do hmm. if he has a second mediocre season. Yeah, that's a danger. But, you know, for the NFL, that's better. You know, then they can more easily parse out whether he's going to, you know, be the guy or not. But I think his case is a little bit different. I feel like Barkley, uh, you know, had a little bit more tread, uh, you know, in terms of how much we've seen by the time he could have gone into the NFL. I feel like Darnold, you know, is a guy who we saw enough mistakes from him here to where a little more time would would really do him well. You know, as, a, as opposed to his opposite number at UCLA, who I think, you know, now's the time for Rose to get out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think it would be good for him to hit the NFL. And I know he allegedly had some hesitation about going to the Browns or, you know, would, I think that this is a good time for him to go out. I don't know that UCLA is going to be appreciably better next year. And and I think now for him would be good to strike while the iron's hot. In conversation with Andrew Garda from Pro Football Weekly and footballguys.com on Twitter at Andrew underscore Garda. Okay, Andrew, let's, let's go to fantasy football. Uh, for 2017, our theme for the show today is a hero and your moment of shame from the year. So let's start with your, your hero moment. That could be somebody that you drafted high, that did a good job, that was underrated and popped up a pickup. Just something good that happened in 2017 for your, one of your fantasy football lineups. Uh, that'd be Keelan Cole, the the guy out of uh, Jacksonville yeah. who just exploded right when the playoffs went off. And <clears throat> excuse me, I had an issue going into the playoffs with one of my teams where I, I needed a third receiver. Like our, I, we had like two flexes: a running back receiver flex or a tight end receiver flex. So like we had two flexes in this league, and uh, and I only had one tight end because my other tight end got banged up. And, you know, so I needed someone for that flex spot, uh, for the wide receiver flex spot. And I'm looking and I'm researching and I'm researching and I'm looking at this guy and I'm like, he had just had a hundred something yard game. And I was like, you know, I don't know. I don't know enough about this guy. So I started researching. I started reading a lot of the guys that I work with, the football guys, and especially guys like Matt Waldman and Sigmund Bloom, who both do sort of like futures and look ahead. And uh, I started to really like this guy. So I'm like, you know what? The flex position. You know, this is your upside guy. I'll just grab him. I'll take a take a chance. Oh my god! Boom. He got me like forty points. That <laughs> yes. So that he was my he, he was my hero, and he carried me through part of the playoffs before I lost both Antonio Brown and oh. OJ Howard in the same week. So. Wow! But that that is a great. Been, he would. Yeah, that, yeah, he made me competitive despite those injuries. So. That is a great hero moment. Now, Andrew, your twenty seventeen moment of shame. 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 <laughs> What's your moment of shame from 2017? I, I got cute in, <laughs> um, in one of uh, the leagues I'm in. I, I, it might have been the Football Guys League, too, which I actually ended up doing pretty well in despite this. But I decided I would wait on quarterbacks, and uh, I waited too long. <laughs> so I had a great combination of uh, Case Keenan and uh, Mitch Trubisky. Okay. And, you got Case. And, yeah, Case did pretty well. Uh, but, uh, you know, that bye week when I just had Trubisky Ooh. and then I was looking through 
the waiver wire for some help. You know what? I'll even backtrack. Even worse, because I got cute in another league with quarterbacks, too. But I had Jameis Winston and uh, who is it? I'm trying to remember who my backup quarterback was, but I had two guys injured in the same week. Oh, no. And I had to go hit the waiver wire, and I ended up with Ryan Fitzpatrick and, and like, my my other alternative was like Jacoby Brissett. Boom. So yeah, my quarter my quarterbacks in a couple of leagues, um, you know, kids just stay the course. Don't try and get neat and cute. <laughs> you know, don't wait and don't don't go full Trubisky. Don't go full Trubisky. That should be on a shirt. Uh, Andrew, thank you so much for taking the time. As always, have a very happy New Year, and let's do this again soon. Yeah, definitely. Same to everybody listening, and, uh, and, and stay safe and have a great New Year. Absolutely. You too, man. All right, that's Andrew Garda. Get him on Twitter. A must-follow at Andrew underscore Garda from Pro Football Weekly and FootballGuys.com. We'll take the break. I'll come back with my Week 17 DraftKings Fantasy Sleeper Picks. Also, our last DraftKings Domino's Contest at DraftFree.com. Scriz and I will take you through that, tell you how to win some Domino's Pizza Grand Prizes and cash. A lot more coming up. TSN 4 Downs. And I do not think I need another surgery. I think I'm on the right path. I think I'm on the right progression. Uh, and I'm trusting in, in that. So we're in, the, we're in the process now of sort of preparing to, to get a football in my hands pretty soon. Andrew Luck from the Indianapolis Colts. Wow, it has been a while since Mr. Luck has been around. He went to Europe for treatments and everything. I have an idea. Indianapolis Colts. Jim Irsay, front office guys. How about you give the guy an offensive line and a running back who's not 50 years old? So, you know, his uh, spleen doesn't get punctured or his shoulder doesn't fall off. You have a franchise quarterback for the second time you fell ass backwards into it and you're letting it slip away. Anyway, back to wrap up TSN 4 Downs here on TSN 1050, TSN 1150. Across the TSN radio network, I'm Andy McNamara. We're delivered by Domino's, folks. New Year's is here, whether it's the day before, after, whatever, on New Year's Eve. Get some Domino's pizza in you. They got side dishes, too. You got a big party coming over? No problem. Pasta, chicken wings, dessert, marble cookie brownie. Of course, hey, you can try any style medium feast pizza for $10.99. Check it all out at Domino's.com. So, with that being said, Andrew Luck coming back. Coaches on the hot seat. There are a lot whose seats are heating up. Now, a couple that have cooled down. Uh, Cutter is coming back. Dirt Cutter is coming back to Tampa Bay. That is the the word uh, from multiple sources after a down year for the Bucks. Also, Todd Bowles and the general manager with the Jets have been signed to an extension. I think that's a good move. Like The Jets were supposed to be, well, what the Browns were to be. They're 0-16. They won five games, like way overachieving with that roster. I thought it was. I, I think that's that's fine. Bring Bowles back one more year. I would say Josh McCallum is probably a hero for some people's fantasy lineups too. Yes, after winning one game with the Browns for two years, one game goes and does that with the anyway. Bad bad coaching. I'm bitter. Apparently, definitely bad coaching. But for Chuck Pagano, I personally think I think it's probably time for a bit of a, a change, freshen things up. But more importantly, like as I said, get that guy some offensive line help. Get him a running back. Like let's let's go. If you're the Colts, okay, you got you got Andrew Luck for goodness sake. Now, uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Marvin Lewis. He denied it, but after 15 years, missed the playoffs again. Probably time for Lewis to go. John Fox is done. I've heard from many many sources that he should be gone from the Chicago Bears. And I think Scriz, you can mark this down for my going into 2018, the first hot take of the new year. 
I think Mitch Trubisky could be 2018's Jared Goff with a proper offensive coach. Yep. Andy yep. has lost his <laughs> marbles in 2018. Hey, right, put those it. crayons down. Put those crayons down. Sorry. <laughs> but look what a change from Jeff Fisher, Fisher an old, out-of-touch coach. You switch it up, young, forward-thinking, offensive-minded. Look what happened to Jared Goff. And Mitch Trubisky has progressed. I think he could be the If you surround him again... With the right pieces, you could do something with that Bears team. Okay, but you got to get him weapons. His oh, best no option doubt. right now is Dontrell Inman. And Kendall Wright. Ew. Yeah, at least at least Wentz had Alshon Jeffrey, Nelson Aguilar, Zach Ertz, yeah. and a good running game. Jared Goff had Robert Woods, Sammy Watkins, who's been blah. Like, I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but I think we could see Mitch Trubisky take a big step forward. So the Lions are there. What about your Tennessee Titans? Mike Malaki. He's got to go. Fire Malarkey. Unless, unless they make, like, if they make the plus, well, I know they won't fire then him. Then you can't, yeah. But this, like, 1990s smash mouth football offense is just not working. I, no, I, they, I, I they run the Malarkey... ball on first and second down every time, and All then they the get time. put into a third and seven, third yeah. and eight, and it doesn't work. No, no, it doesn't. I, I thought Malarkey was supposed to be a stopgap anyway. He's not a good head coach. No, I, th- I would have thought the same thing, but then they pulled off eight wins last year, and it looked, or nine, they were nine and seven last year, sorry. Yep. And Mariota looked like the next big thing. And now he's regressed. He's thrown like 16 picks already this year. You need an offensive-minded coach there. So, yeah, lots of Give me Matt Nagy from Kansas City, baby. Ooh, I like Matt Nagy. See, that's the guy I want the Browns to get if they fire Hugh Jackson. With no, no, reports. we got him first. We got Mariota. <laughs> by all reports, Hugh Jackson, even if he goes 0-16, will stay, which would mean a 1-31 coach, the worst record of all time of any head coach, would return. Disgusting. All right, let's get to a couple of my sleeper picks here for Week 17. Uh, your fantasy league is probably done. If it's not, these could help. But also, hey, DraftKings, you can check it out. Uh, my DraftKings.com article on the DK Playbook. I have it uh, pinned right now at AndyMC81 on Twitter, the link there. Here's a couple guys I like. Uh, from the Detroit Lions, Tion Green, running back. He's 3700 bucks. He's available on every waiver wire. Theoretic has a... He's nursing an injured wrist. And Abdullah and Riddick are kind of similar. They use the more agility and shiftiness. This green guy is a, we talk smash mouth, pound it forward, power back. He's averaging 4.4 yards per carry. Goal line gold. And he's been picking it up the last couple of weeks. And they face a weak defense. He's six feet. He's a bruiser. So I really like green there. And we're talking about the uh, the Colts. I think the Colts' defense could be sneaky against the Texans. You got T.J. Yates. T.J. Yates. Colin Kaepernick doesn't have a job, but T.J. Yates is starting Week 17. Oh, and if he goes down like he did last week? Uh, hey, hey Scrizz, uh, are you picking up Taylor Hineke? Hineke? On your fantasy Who? football? Yeah. Can you say that again? Taylor Heineke? It doesn't matter. I'm going for a Heineken. Well, me too. Uh, that's the situation. So even though the Colts' defense isn't great, especially if Pagano, and apparently he said, boys, this is our last rodeo, players coach, I think it could be a big day and a sneaky buy at 2900 bucks for the Colts. Uh, Scriz, real quick before we go, it is the last week for our DraftKings Domino's Pizza Contest. DraftFree.com, DraftFree.com, Domino's Grand Prize, and Cash. It's the pick 'em style. So in each group, you pick a player who you think is going to have the best week. And this is interesting, Chris, because there's so many people sitting. So the first tier, we'll go through the, the first two tiers real quick and then we'll, we'll get out. Zeke Elliott, 
DeAndre Hopkins, who's out, Rob Gronkowski, or Adam Thielen. Out of those, I think I'm only comfortable saying that Elliott is probably going to be the only one with a full workload. Yeah, absolutely. Like, Gronk, why risk his health? Thielen, game flow might hurt him. Yeah. I think Zeke's the right play there. Yeah, me too. Okay, tier two. Marvin Jones Jr., Juju Smith-Schuster, T.Y. Hilton, or Dion Lewis. So you look again, hey, Detroit and Green Bay. All right, Jones, I, I was big on him last week. He was disappointing. Smith-Schuster with Antonio Brown out against the Browns. That could be an interesting play. But you have Landry Jones, who stinks. Mm-hmm. So that's, I would be more inclined to go a tight end like a Vance McDonald or something at a, at a, at a cheap buy on fantasy that week. But um, who do you like there? I, I don't like any of them. I don't like Andy. any of them. <laughs> I don't like this. You know what? I'm going to go Marvin Jones Jr. If Big Ben was playing, I'd go Smith Schuster. I'll go, I'll go Jones. I might just go Juju because young legs, he, he'll probably just stay on the field. Yeah. And keep working routes. And you can work him a- around too, right? You can pop him in the slot or slide him outside too. So. And it's the Browns. And it's so. the Browns. Oh boy. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, uh, there's eight tiers. And you, again, you pick the player you think is going to do best in each tier. So do your research. Make sure your guy's going to actually play. And join that. Go head to head with myself and Screws. Win a Domino's Pizza Grand Prize and cash at draftfree.com. Draftfree.com on DraftKings. Well, folks, that's the last show of 2017. We'll be back next week. Big NFL playoff preview show. Screws, have a very happy New Year's, my friend. Same to you, amigo. And to everybody out there listening, participating, uh, thanks so much for all your support throughout 2017. And we'll kick it up a few notches in 2018 as well. You've been listening to TSN Four Downs. I'm Andy McNamara across the TSN Radio Network.